We are a praying church. And God hears our prayers. And, and he's a prayer hearing, a prayer answering God. And so we're going to keep praying after this. And we're going to keep believing. And Steve, I was talking to pastor just this week. And we were talking about, I told him, I said, when I was driving here to school this week, something just kind of dropped in my, uh, my mind and my spirit was that, you know, that, and God just put something in there. It's funny how he does that sometimes. He just shoots something at you, right? And it's just like that an avalanche is started with just one rock, one pebble. One pebble takes off. And, it, and then the whole avalanche will be inspired. And he said, yeah, haven't you ever seen that on mystery, whatever, busters or whatever? He said that, that, that mudslides start with a grain of sand dropping out, out, out of place. And then a whole mudslide will take place. And I got to thinking about that. And I got to thinking that, that just a little prayer sometimes, just one little prayer can change, can cause a whole tsunami of the Holy Ghost can cause a spirit to move across the nation, can cause it to move across the, the United States, the world. It can change how we look at things. It can change how we think about things. It can change a man from the inside out. Listen, that's an awesome thing. Now we think that it doesn't matter, that insignificant things just don't matter. But I'm telling you something, it matters to God. God hears our prayers, people. And when we come together... When we come together and lock arms and just believe for God, listen, we're not coming here in vain on five o'clock tonight. We're coming here believing. We're coming here believing. I believe that, that God is going to heal Brother Don. God is going to heal uh, Miss Marie. And I'm speaking into Sherry right now. Listen, my sister Sherry, you know she would be here if she was up to being here. There's something not right. I'm speaking healing into her body right now. Will you agree with me right now? Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against COVID in, in Marie and, and, and Don. We know they're already healed, Father God. We just speak, continue to bless them and, and bring them back to full recover. Better let them know that their, be, their, 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 their latter days will be greater than their former. And we speak that into Sherry right now. We bind the cancer. We bind anything that would be coming against her right now. And Lord, we speak healing into her body. Every cell be, be, be right, Lord God. Be right in her body the way you made it, Lord. Father, not the way the enemy wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. But God, you say you come to give life and to give it to us more abundantly. So Lord, we speak that into Sherry. And Lord, we expect to see Miss Sherry in here come tomorrow morning. And at school and to see her teaching those kids with all of her heart. You guys don't even know how much she loves those kids. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. We got a good church here, people. We got a wonderful fellowship that, that just loves the Lord. And we're blessed to have so many that, that just love God. There's an anointing here today. And it's not that I'm just up here bawling right now. <laughs> because it happened, and I experienced it when Doris got up there to speak. And you didn't think you really probably said much of anything, but I could just feel the anointing in here. Yeah. And it just bring me to tears 
just the presence of God. Harold, when he gets to speak and he starts singing with, with his heart and instead of our heads sometimes, we can just, God's worship is so good. It's not just singing. We're not just singing, but we're worshiping the Lord. We worship with our giving. This church worships with its giving. It worships with our song. It worships with our prayer. We are a worshiping church, and we can be thankful for that. What a God. What a God we serve. You know, man, man's mercy. I'm just thinking about that, that grain of a mustard seed, that faith that said uh, like a mustard seed would move a mountain. If, if our if a grain can cause that avalanche, if a grain of sand can cause that mudslide, and that faith of a mustard seed will move a mountain. Listen, we move mountains when we pray. We need to be praying, people, boy. Let's come together tonight at 5. If you're not here, pray at 5 o'clock. Commit to it. Lord, let's all just, just lift up and shower, bombard heaven with, with our prayers and, 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 and just see what God will do. I believe with all my heart that, that we're in a season of, 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 of change. You know, the seasons are changing, right? I mean, listen, I got up this morning. I put on my thickest sweater I got. I'm just going to be honest, man. I'm going to come into this church and figure it's going to be cold. I want to be warm. We're coming into change. It's funny how 35, 40 degrees will be so cold when the temperatures are going down. When, when it's midwinter and coming into spring, we start hitting 40, it's feeling pretty good, you know I mean? But we're on the backside, coming down. And it's chilly, and we're seeing some things change in, our, in the physical. But listen, there's about some things to transpire in the spiritual like never before. I believe that with all my heart, that there's some spiritual things changing, not just in me, not just in you, not just in the body of Christ or the United States, but I believe that there is something happening, that the Spirit of God is getting ready to move across this nation like never before. The Spirit of God is getting ready to, to, to light up the, 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 the world. To light up the world. Wouldn't imagine just seeing that globe from the from this space and seeing that globe light up, baby. You know, just a whole ball of fire for God. How awesome would that be? And you know what? It's got to it's got to please God when, when we when we when we're there and we have that attitude of worship and prayer. Listen, I just I just feel like we're in a season of of, of something change. I don't know what the change is. I do know that that there is change coming, and I believe it, and I, and I feel it, and 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 I'm I'm believing for it. It's not change. Change isn't. Easy. Change doesn't come easily. It comes sometimes with a price sometimes. But, but, it does, but it doesn't have to be bad, right? Change isn't bad. I'm ready for it. Man, if you're living in, 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 in a bad spot, if you're in a bad place, you want change to come soon, right? You know, you want change to come. You want to get past it. We've been in this season of, of COVID and all this stuff for nine months. Nine months, I got this here. It was February when it started. Here we are, the end of October, nine months. 
It takes nine months to give birth, right? I'm believing that birth is coming. And out of that pain and all that anguish and all that, all that discomfort, that we're going to see some beautiful, something beautiful come from this. I know we, God, I remember somebody saying that this was time for God that, that we were just, you know, he just took us into a place where, where we had to spend more time with him. And I believe that too. I believe that we should. But if we missed out on that, listen, God still got something good. Maybe we didn't spend as much time as we should have. We're looking back and saying, oh man, but I'm telling you, God's got something good coming for us. We've endured. We've made it through this thing. And, and God is, is, is going to be a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? Amen? Mercy, mercy, mercy. Our changes, the changes are going to be determined by our choices. I always thought like, like, you know, I used to always hear like, like today's choices are tomorrow's consequences, right? And it always sounded so bad, like consequences. We got consequences if you act up in school. You got some consequences, right? You got consequences to our actions. But listen, it doesn't have to be changed. Doesn't, the choices we make don't have to be consequences. Sometimes they can just be uh, uh, blessings, they can be victories. They don't have to be, be, be defeated. We don't have to, to know we're going to walk into uh, a paddling or something. Sometimes we're going to walk into something good. Something's bound to happen. It's going to turn around. And it's going to be good for us. Literally, in Deuteronomy in 30 and 19, it says that, that I may set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that you may, that you and your family, your descendants will, be, will live. It says choose life. Choose life. Listen, I choose life today. Literally, when I read that, I see that life literally weighs in the balance of our prayers. The balance of our choices. The balance of our choices there weighs, there, the, the, is weighing life and death. I just speak that over this church. I speak that over my own life. I speak it over my family. And we have choices to make. You know, through the election, through, through different things. We got, we got to choose life over death. We got to serve conservatism over liberalism. Um, the life of the unborn over, the, over the, the right to destroy it. We got to choose biblical principles over humanistic principles. We got to make some choices. We got to make, choose whether we're going to follow God or follow the world. I was talking to Austin and well, it's hard to swim upstream sometimes to go against the grain. Young man lives his life for the Lord and made a determination, and he's not wavering in his faith. You know, Noah lives for the Lord. These guys are are, are good young men. I know there's others. I'm just, you know, I'll pick on them for a little bit because I know them a little better. But it's hard to swim against the grain, go against the grain sometimes. But these young people are doing it. I didn't always do, wasn't always so good. Whatever choices we make, they will be blessings or curses, according to Deuteronomy 30. Make our choices prayerfully. Talk to God before we make our choices. 
in our lives, in our families, in our children. And allow God, God, let God just speak to us. Let God's will be done in our life. Look at what it says in Isaiah 30, 21. It says this, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. This is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or you turn to the left. Listen, God is speaking to us today. He's speaking to us more than ever before. I believe more uh, uh, in more ways and, 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 and in more opportunities. I mean, do you believe that God is speaking? It says that, that, that he says, he, he says that, that um, somebody, I mean, it says that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except he comes unto me, you know? And no one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. Do we believe that? Do you believe that? That no one comes to the Father except through him? Look, this word is truth. He says, I am the way. He says, I am the way. Jesus said it. I don't say it. Jesus said it. He says, I am the truth. This word is truth. And he is the life. And there's life in blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. There's life in it. It's not, it's not whether we, we hope. We don't, we, don't, we don't wonder if there is. We don't have to guess if there's more than one way. He says he is the way. Not a way. We can't. But I tell you what, if you believe that, let me tell you something. You're in the minority. You're in the minority. We're in the minority. Even in the church, we're in the minority. You know there's 60% of the church that want to believe there's multiple ways to get to heaven. That's a sad day. This word, this word is, is infallible. This word is truth, he says. This word is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's through the cross. It's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That blood is where we give light. We get life. But he says that, that, that there is life in it. And we need to recognize that, that even though we may be a minority, we're not a silent majority here. We are the minority that believe the power of the blood. Amen? And I believe that God is speaking to us more today than ever before. He's speaking through still small voices. He's speaking through burning bushes still. I believe that, that he wants to anyway. I believe that he speaks through his word. He speaks through his prophets. He speaks through a pastor. He speaks through, through, through many ways yet. God is not done. God is, is through the Holy Spirit, the unction of the Holy Ghost, just moving upon a body of people that come together to worship him. God wants to speak today. But we need to pay attention. He's trying to get our attention. However soft-spoken he is, through that little whisper, or if he's shouting, I want him to move however he wants to move. I want him to get my attention. I want him to jerk my chain if he has to jerk my chain. I want him to do whatever it takes. to. I mean, he's waking me up, people. He's waking me up way too early. Waking me up at 4. He's waking me up sometimes at 2.30 in the morning. And there ain't no sense of still trying to lay there and get my eyes closed and say, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. It ain't happening. Just get up. Get up and pray. Get up and spend some time with the Father. 
Get up and do, just spend some time with dad. You know, man, if I got one regret about my dad is I didn't spend enough time with him in them last few years. I had the time. I could have spent time with my dad, but I didn't. I didn't. And man, do I wish I could get that back. I will one day. We could spend eternity together. But you know what? That's, that's a sad, but I'm telling you what, God is tapping on our shoulders sometimes. He's tapping on us. He's, he's trying to get our attention. He's trying to move us and get us out of that bed. He's trying to get us off that phone. He's trying to get us out from in front of that TV. He's trying to get our attention and just shut things down for just a little bit and just listen. Just listen. Just bask in his presence just a little bit. I'm telling you, if we will take the time to shut things down, that God will enter that room. He will come. He will will honor that. He will honor that. What choice are you going to make? Our choices, we're back to choices. What choices are we going to make? Will we go the way? Will we go the way that he tells us? Will we go the way of the cross? Or will we go another way? Listen, I've tried other ways. I don't know about you, but I've tried some other ways. I've tried a lot of other ways. And I tried them for a long time. They don't work. They were empty promises and lies and deception. I'm telling you, they don't work. My best choices that I've ever made, I've made prayerfully. I've made seeking direction of the Lord. It's unfortunate for me that a lot of my days, though, in my young days, I made some bad choices, man. I made horrible choices. I made things that that I will regret for the rest of my life. I can't change them. And if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. You'd say, no, not you, Pastor Bill. Yeah, me, Pastor Bill, did that. I made bad choices a lot. I never made them when I was prayerfully seeking God, though. You know, there was times when I've made decisions that I, I don't know if they were right or wrong, to be honest with you, but here's why I think they were wrong. It's because I didn't wait to know if it was right or wrong. I was asking God, do I do this, Lord? This sounds like a good idea. I'm praying, Lord, I'm praying, Lord, I'm praying, Lord. You know, maybe a week or two, you know, I give it a couple of weeks. I ain't got the answer yet. I go ahead and make pull the trigger, right? Man, I look back, that was a bad mistake. (laughs) That was a bad mistake. And it cost me financially. It cost things I could have gave to church. It was a lesson learned. Don't get me wrong. I I learned a lesson. And God's greater than money. I mean, let's be honest. If I learned a lesson, it's well worth it. but, But I can see that I didn't wait on God. I didn't hear from God. And I made that decision. I'm thinking, no, he, if he's going to tell me something, he'd tell me no. He didn't tell me nothing. I shouldn't have done nothing. And sometimes that's just the way God is. I mean, I made, I've made bad choices even in my Christian life. He tells us to trust in him with all our heart and to lean not on our own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. He wants to direct our path. He wants to show us that way. He's speaking to us and telling us, this is the way. 
Many are the plans, it says in Proverbs 19. It says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. The purpose. God's got a purpose and a plan for your life and for my life. My ways are not his ways. My thoughts are not his thoughts. But I try to to sometimes fit them right on into that mold or somehow get it into the, to the I think I might have heard a yes in there, Lord. You know, it wasn't yes. It was a mess. It turned out to be a mess. The biggest and the hardest things about choices is that it requires change. It requires us to change a little bit, good or bad. And, 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 and unless we're going to choose to stay the same, we got to choose to be different. we got to choose to do things different. I don't know about you, but my life was never so good that it couldn't stand a little bit of good change. Am I? You know, even today, I'm still working on me. God's still working on me. God's still speaking to me. God's still molding me. He's still making me into that perfect person that, that's going to be face-to-face with Jesus someday. I've never met anybody yet that, that's really just sorrowfully and came to Jesus and came to the Lord who, who said, you know what, my life is so good. I just need Jesus today. Most of the time I've ever seen, as a matter of fact, I think everybody needs Jesus. They came to him, they came to him with godly sorrow to be saved. We didn't come hopscotching down the aisle with daisies and stuff. We came sorrowfully to the altar and said, God, I need you. I need a savior. Change is difficult. It's one of our biggest fears. For me, it's always been a fear. It's always been something that, that man, if, if, if my furniture would never move around that house if it was up to me, okay? That would stay the sound law. You that way? It's good enough, ain't it? It's like, well, we need to really change this thing. Oh, honey, no, we don't need it. I got to move a couch today. You got to move it somewhere. Maybe Sunday you can do that. Okay, great. I don't like change. It's okay with me not to ever change the furniture right I'm not one of them guys but listen sometimes we just need a change don't we we just need a change I'm not comfortable with it but listen once I do it it's not bad we can find something good in it we can be challenged a little bit we can grow from it we can experience something cool it will never change until we become so miserable in the situation we're in. We'll, we're, we're, we are willing to do anything once we get to that place when we're miserable. We'll do anything. But we're never going to change until we get to be so miserable the way we are. The way we are living. The way things are. We need a change, man. The problem is that, that by the time we begin to, to make that choice, we'll make it in desperation we make it without seeking God we're so miserable that we'll do anything instead of doing what God has called us to do instead of doing what God is telling us to do I want to turn this morning to Exodus 6 yeah I'm going to have some scripture I'm actually going to go to some word here Exodus 6 and it says here 
in 22, I'm going to go back to 5, chapter 5, 22, the last two verses of chapter 5. It says, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it that you have sent me? For since I have came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you, and neither have you delivered your people at all. I mean, Moses showed up on the scene and, and, the, and the Israelites are being mistreated a little bit here. They're, they're being, whatever they do isn't good enough. You know, and, and fast enough. And so would, would they, they, they make it even harder when they're meeting all their goals and meeting all their, their expectations. Then, then Pharaoh says, you know what, we'll just take the straw away from you. You know, that, that, that'll take some of your free time away from you. You won't have time to, to mess around with this God guy. And Moses shows up, and it said, when I looked into it and started checking out and researching this, it said he might have only been on the scene for like two weeks. Maybe as little as two weeks he showed up there, and he's already trying to do something, and he checks these guys out, and they're already angry at him. They're like, dude, what are you doing? What did you come here to do? Tick him off? Making our life harder. Moses is standing in the gap. He's interceding in prayer. And he says, says, Lord, why have you brought trouble on these people? Why is it you have sent me here? And you know what? That's the way it is in ministry sometimes. And God, we ask for God to do something amazing in our life. And, and, and we know that things need to change. They can't keep living the way we're living in, 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 in Egypt. We need a change. And, and Moses is, is seeking that change, but nothing's happening. And Lord, he doesn't even understand why they're going through this stuff. And you know what? It, ever since, it says, ever since I decided, uh, <clears throat> it says, why have you given me this ministry? And it looks hopeless, God. Why, why do you give it to me? It looks hopeless here. Why have you called me? Because ever since I've gotten here, this ministry has gotten a little bit messed up. It's hard. It's a hard ministry, Lord. These people are angry at me. They don't even like me. They think I'm the problem. There's two things that, that, that Moses wants to get across here. He's when he steps into ministry or steps out in faith in Jesus' name. He said, because look in verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, or, for what shall, for, says to Moses, Now you shall see that I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will be he will we he will let them go and will be a strong hand and he will drive them out of this this land. Listen, Jesus he said he said Moses said in, in verse twenty three back there in five he says he says that that he's asking Jesus' name he's asking the name of the Lord. He said, Lord, I have, I have brought you trouble. On, why have you brought this trouble on us? Why is it if you sent me? For since I have came to Pharaoh and speak in your name. He says, I spoke in your name. When we start speaking in Jesus' name, when we start I, 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 going on the offense in Jesus' name, we're going to run into some trials. We're going to run into some resistance. And every time, in ministry especially, whatever ministry you're into, you know, when, when things are going, starting to turn your way, when, when we start speaking out in faith, look, the devil wants to, 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 to prance in front of you and he wants to call you a liar and call you, you really, you, where's your God? 
Listen, when we do that, though, God honors it. When we start speaking in his name, even though it don't look good, even though it looks pretty, pretty bad, that when we start speaking in his name, things begin to change. And God hears Moses. And when he hears Moses' prayers, when he hears him speaking, when he hears him crying out to him, he says, now you shall see. Listen, we got to now God. If we will endure just a little longer, that, that God says, now, now. I, I will, you shall see what I will do. Listen, I believe we're in a now season, man. I believe that, that we're at a place where we're now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything we can ask or think. Now faith is uh, the, ab- the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, now God. Now God is moving and God is is wanting to do something powerful and something awesome. It says that, 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 that when we've done all else to stand in Ephesians, it says we stand, we withstand. When, when we've done all that we can do to stand, it says withstand. But sometimes we just gotta, we just gotta hunker down. We just gotta fight through it. We just got to know that, that that ministry that we're involved in, that we're getting beat up by the Satan, by the devil, by the Pharaoh, that, that you know what? It's worth it. It's just worth it. It's worth the fight. I mean, scripture you used, you said, in, he who endures to the end will be saved. I think there's one of your scriptures you used this week with the kids. And, and I think it, you know what? We just don't endure sometimes. We, we take the easy way out. We, we don't have the fight. It's not how, how big the, the dog is in the fight, but how big the, the, how much fight is in the dog. We need to recognize that, that we need to be tenacious sometimes in our faith. We need to be to, uh, uh, bulldogs and, 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 and get after it and just hold on to our ministry. Hold on to, to uh, our families. Hold on to opportunities that, that may have passed us by before. Hold on to them. Because if we quit, we only, there's only one time we quit, and that's when we surrender our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, man. We need to quit doing it our way and surrender it over to him. His way, amen. We need to we need to hold on to to steadfastly to the things of God. No matter as families, whether it's business, whether it's pastoring, no matter whatever ministry we're in, whatever we've been called to, whatever the purpose God has put in your life, we just cannot let go. It's 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 worth it. It's no time to give up. When change comes, we must choose to be fully committed to the change. We can't stay committed by, by isolating ourselves. I see people isolate when they, they're making strides in their, in their walk with the Lord and you can just see God's doing a work in their life and then all of a sudden, you don't, you see them, I mean, you know that they're isolating, you know that they're, they're disappearing, they're leaning upon their own selves again, they're leaning upon, you know, maybe they're ashamed, maybe they're disappointed in their walk, but listen to me, this is where we need to be. When I've was messed up in my life and I came to back to Jesus Christ and I, I just said man I, I'm locked in here man I'm I'm not when I get up I got up and I started walking with the Lord man I I, I, I plugged in Christian radio every day every hour in my car is Christian radio 
And I heard preaching going into me. I heard things getting inside of me. I heard Christian music and worship. And, and I got that inside of me. When the church doors opened, I was there. Listen, I'm nobody special, but I didn't want to go back. I was sick and tired of that life. And I just said, man, I'm going to plug in here and I'm going to get there. I'm going to be there on Sunday morning. I'm going to be there on Sunday night. I'm going to be there on Wednesday. But not only that, man, I'm going to go on Monday night. I heard they're doing some evangelism. I'm going to go to that. I heard they, they're, that they got an overcomers group. I'm going to go to that. I'm going to be where, where godly people were. I wanted to be around, around ministry. I wanted to be around, around things of God. And I knew I needed it in me. Because I wasn't that good, if you want to know the truth. I needed more of God. I didn't need to think, I, oh, I gave my heart to the Lord and it's all good. I wanted more. I wanted more. I got involved, man. I hope you'll get involved. I hope people that are just holding on, man, don't white knuckle it no more. Jump on in. Come on in. The water's fine, man. It's good. It's good. Moses was crying to God. And then the Lord said to Moses, now, now you shall, you will be, uh, uh, <clears throat> just watch what I'll do to, to Pharaoh, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, because of your faithfulness and your prayers, I'm going to take over here. And I'm going to run him out of here. And he, I'm going to make him so miserable, say, uh, the Lord says about Satan, about the Pharaoh. He says, I'm going to make him so miserable that he's going to, he's going to run you out of here. He don't want you here because he knows he's in a battle. And listen, he may be, he may be a, 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 a formidable foe for, for, for us, but he is nothing. He is nothing for our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He is nothing for him. In verse 2, it says, And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. He said, I am all you need. I am your alpha. I'm your omega. I'm your beginning. I'm your end. I am the great I am. I am, I am your healing. I'm your deliverance. I'm the one who sets you free. And, he, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but, my, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. He's presenting himself to Moses for the first time as I'm your Lord. I'm telling you something, that gets you excited, man. When God speaks that to you, you're hearing that, you're my Lord. Awesome, God. Thank you, Father, for speaking something into me. Revelation knowledge. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them a land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel from the Egyptians, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered the covenant. Listen, God hears the groaning of his people. God hears it. Listen, we, we, we can know this, that that groaning that's going on, there's people that are just holding on. They're fighting and they're holding on and they're with everything they got. And listen, we're praying for those people. But, and we can stand in the gap. But God hears their prayers. God's, if all we know is Jesus, I remember saying this one time. I learned one scripture when I first came into to the kingdom of God. And I said, the scripture was this, that I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I learned that scripture right out of the chute for some reason. And then I said, I remember a guy that was maybe discipling me or something at the time. And he said, well, you got to rebuke it with scripture. And I'm thinking, I don't know what was happening to me, but... 
devil was messing with me bad. And all I could say was, I've hidden your word in my heart that you might not sin against me. And I didn't even really know any other scripture down inside me. I know I know some, but I couldn't come to nothing. But I would just keep repeating that. Satan had to leave, man. He, Satan had to pull out. He had to leave just at the word of God. Just at the very word of God. Not only did, you know... Uh, he say that, 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 you know, he was going to establish them with a covenant. But, and he said, I heard the groanings of the children of Israel whom the Egypt had kept in bondage, and I have remembered a covenant. A covenant is a lesser with somebody that is higher than us. He made a covenant with us, a promise with, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he's about to give it to, to Moses. He says, therefore, to the children of Israel, I am Lord. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from the bondage. I will redeem you from the outstretched arm. And with great judgments, I will make you as my people. And I will be your God. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage, as a promise, as possession for you. It's for you, a possession for you. And I am the Lord. Listen, he's saying, I'm going to rescue you from bondage. I don't know what kind of bondage anybody's under in here. I have no idea. But no doubt, we're all maybe under a little bit of bondage. You know, there's something that's attacking us in some way. There's something that's trying to, 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 to get at us. If we say we don't sin, we're liars. There's something that, that is easily gets under our skin. There's something that, that the enemy knows that he can, he can get to us with. And he says, I'm going to take you out of that bondage. Uh, Pharaoh's got you under. I'm going to get you out of that. I'm going to rescue you from that. And I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to deliver you and I'm going to buy you back. And he listen to this. And he says, with an outstretched arm. Hallelujah. It's with those outstretched arms that God does amazing things, isn't it? It's on that cross where he outstretches his arms and he stretches them across that cross. And he sheds his blood that, that things transpire and things take place like never before, man. God is good. And so Moses thus spoke thus to the children of Israel. But they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. A lot of times, man, we're going through stuff. We've been, in, we've been around each other. We've been here. We've been in church. And things just haven't went our way. We haven't really seen God move in our lives. We've been praying and we've been seeking God. But we get a little discouraged. We get a down. We get a down spirit. We're holding on, but we're just down in spirit. And these guys are so down. And they're so in so much anguish and so much defeat that they can't even... Believe it no more that, that God would even love them. That God would even care about them. That God would have a desire to, to, to redeem them, to pay the price for them. That, that God would be able to rescue them out of, out of sickness, out of disease, out of, out of uh, addiction, out of, out of whatever. 
that, that, that they're wrestling with. But God loves us, man. He, he, does, he wants us to not be discouraged, not be depressed over this thing. But we need to hold on. Oftentimes, when we, when we come under these things, uh, um, we, we, we got to recognize that, that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but he comes to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. He's, he's a good God. He wants to set us free. Look what, look what it says in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And it says, moreover, in verse 1, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware at all, at all that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank all the spiritual, drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. He was there all along, man. He was there all the time. Remember that song? He was there all the time. He was there all the time. But with the most of them, God was not well pleased. With most of them, God wasn't pleased because of their attitudes, because of the way they, they, they grumbled, the way they complained, the way they, they just couldn't, they were so beat down, they couldn't overcome it. And for, thee, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. And now these things became our examples. They were our example that we don't have to do this no more. We don't have to be that person no more. They were our examples. To the intent, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as they as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by servants. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happen to them as examples Examples to who? For us. And they were written for our admonition, for us to learn from, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. And therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. And it says in verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Listen, it's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that we can go through the promised land, that we can go across uh, the Jordan. We can, we can walk through the Red Sea. We can, we can see these things happen. The parting of the sea, that song that he split the sea so we could walk right through it. That's what God did for them, and that's what he's doing for us. Joshua says, are you going to choose the gods of your fathers or the God of Amorites? The land you live in, the land you live in. We got a choice to make. We got to choose the God of our fathers, the one that, that goes back. Maybe it's full of religion. Maybe it's full of a, a bunch of stuff that we just don't need to carry around no more. Are we going to live and uh, worship the gods of this world? The gods that we see every day, the TV, the, 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 the things that, that challenge us on a daily basis. 
The things that turn the world upside down. The things that, that, that says bad is good and good is bad. Or are we going to do this? Are we going to uh, 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 serve the Lord that Joshua says? But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's what Joshua said. That he and his house are going to serve the Lord. Listen, our kids are worth fighting for. Our families are worth fighting for, people. And we need to preach it. You know, we all have ministry. We got a ministry. If we got a family, we got ministry. We need to, men, we got to be the covering of our family. We need to be the washing of the word for our wife. We need to be the, the dad that, that makes a difference in a kid's life and raise him up in the admonition of the Lord. It's time to come to the Lord. And if you didn't know him, you need to know him. And if you did, if you already know him, maybe you just need to come back to the Lord. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been beat down. Maybe, maybe your spirit is crushed. It's time to get lifted up. I believe with all my heart there's a new season coming. God knows the plans that he has for you that you will prosper and you won't fail. God knows that plan for you. We need to get to know it. We need to get to know that God has a plan for us. I believe we need to be ready. I believe that, that come Passover time, I'm thinking that's what Moses was telling, that's what was, God was trying to let him know. Listen, get ready. Get ready, Israelites, because I'm getting ready to, to run this Pharaoh right out of to make him so miserable, he's going to let you go and going to take everything with you. There's a new season coming in their life, and he's saying, get ready. I believe God's saying, get ready, Hosanna. Get ready, church. Get ready for something good to happen. Because come Passover, come Easter, I believe we're going to be able to look back on Easter and look back and say, wow, look what God did. Look what God did. Look what he has did. That, that parking lot is not going to be nothing compared to what all God's going to do. It's got something great for us. Amen? Something beyond our imagination. Greater than things that we can ask or think. Now. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything we can ask or think. He's a now God. He wants to do something in your life now. He wants to do something in my life now. He's got a new season. And, 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 and I believe that it's for you and for me. Listen, you can stand. I don't know. If there's anybody in here that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, listen, today's the day. This is the day. This is the hour. Give your heart to the Lord. It's time. It's now. If you don't know him, it's time to, to get to know him. He'll set you free. If the outstretched arms, he's going to set you free. If you do know him, maybe you just need to get re reacquainted just a little bit. Maybe you just need to, to draw close to him for a minute to draw close he says if you draw close to me that draw nigh unto me I'll draw nigh unto you he said Listen, that's the God we serve he wants to spend some time with us he wants to, to for you to, to come to him with outstretched arms too he wants you to lift up I always think about raising my hands in church and you know I come from a background where you just didn't raise your hands and I remember coming into to ministry and coming into a church where that started happening and 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 Man, I, I was feeling the unction a little bit, but you know, hey, I didn't do that where I come from. Well, listen, 
God just said, okay, well, maybe I can just go like that, okay? Maybe I just started going like that. All of a sudden, things just start breaking off. And now it's just like, oh, praise God. Praise God. And I relate it this way. When my kids were little, when my little kids would get up and maybe it's Saturday morning and, and they come walking, rubbing their eyes down the hallway and they see old pops, man. They see old dad and they just come running, man. They come running and they lift up their hands and they said, oh, daddy. And I would pick him up and I would hold him. And nothing made me feel better than that. Listen, there's nothing that's going to make God feel better. Nothing our Heavenly Father is going to feel better than, than if we just lift our arms to Jesus, man. We just lift our arms to the Father. If we just worship Him with all of our hearts. And we would just say, pick me up, Daddy. Lift me up, Father. Lift me up. Change me, God. Just move in my life once again. Hold me close, oh God. Change me, Lord. I want things different in my life. Listen, if that's where you're at, man, just, just let go and let God. He wants to do something amazing in your life.